how can you not love the Boston Bruins right now? The resilient black and gold came back from three goals down to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime last night, thanks to some heroics by Hampus Lindholm. We're going to talk about this game, answer a couple of mailbag questions, and uh, just love life as a Bruins fan here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. October was the second highest month in the history of the podcast in terms of downloads, listens. So very much appreciated. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so on your favorite app and on YouTube. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now heading into last night's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I was already annoyed because it was an 8 p.m. start, pushing my bedtime back post 11 p.m., which is not ideal for myself. I'm not a night owl anymore, anyways. Then, the Bruins get scored on 30 seconds into the game. They eventually go down 5-2. Linus Allmark is yanked. Jeremy Swayman gets injured, which we'll talk about later. And, you know, you could just have chalked this one up to the Penguins finally busting out of their four-game losing streak, and the Bruins catching a good team on the road and just not able to get it done. This happens. They're not going to go 80-3 and or whatever. But that was not the case. The Boston Bruins came back all the way from the 5-2 deficit, and defeated the Penguins by a score of 6-5 in overtime thanks to Hampus Lindholm's overtime winner. The defenseman had four points on the night. He now has 11 points this season. And that's the eighth defenseman, the eighth time in Bruins history that a defenseman has recorded 10 or more points through the first 10 games. And his 11 points is the most by a Boston defenseman through 10 games since Ray Bork back in 95-96. Head coach Jim Montgomery echoing what a lot of us were thinking. It's amazing. This team believes in there. It's incredible. It was 5-3 in the third. Montgomery was sitting there. I'm sure a lot of us were sitting there thinking this team's generating chances. I love the fight in this team, but it might not be their night. But my goodness, it surely was. Hampus Lindholm said it was great to see the resilience. He scored his third career overtime winner. 
came with about 123 left in the extra frame and after he had taken a penalty in overtime that the Bruins had killed off. I should add, without the services of Derek Forbort, who also left this game due to an injury. Lindholm said people are working for each other. They know they've got guys who can score. They just have to stick with it. Nobody wants to be down 5-2, especially to a team like Pittsburgh on the road. But it shows so much character the way they were able to come back. Now Lindholm recorded an assist on each of the three goals in Boston's comeback. Uh, he assisted on a power play goal by Brad Marchand, another goal by Pavel Zaka, and then Taylor Hall's tying marker with 117 left in regulation before ending it himself by going end-to-end and putting it top shelf past Tristan Jari. Lindholm has been a godsend to begin the season. He was brought in last year from Anaheim, had a bit of an injury issue early on in his time with the Bruins, but he has been leaned on so heavily with Charlie McAvoy out of the lineup, and he has played like a number one defenseman in the league. Jim Montgomery says he has so much confidence in him. He just rolls him over the boards as much as he can because he believes in himself. He makes plays. And quite frankly, he might be the most underrated defenseman in the league, Montgomery said. He has been phenomenal. There's not really any other words except dominance out there when he's been on the ice. He had three shots on goal, three blocks to go with his four points, almost 30 minutes of ice time. He said he felt decent. A few sloppy battles defensively, took that penalty in overtime, but you just try to stick with it, and tonight was one of the nights where it went the Bruins' way. He's the first defenseman to record a four-point outing in the NHL this season. Well, that was until Eric Carlson did it last night as well, uh, and he's the fourth Bruins blue liner in the past 30 years to notch four points in a game. Ray Bork did it seven times, Tori Krug did it twice, and Matt Grizzlick did it back in January. So much to talk about from this game. Um, I do also have a couple mailbag questions to get to here in a moment. Uh, before we get to a quick break, Hammers Lindholm obviously earning Big Bear of the Night honors for his dominant performance. And uh, just filling up the score sheet, that goal in overtime, a thing of beauty and... Uh, the Bruins are so fortunate to have him, especially in McAvoy's absence. I can't even imagine both of them playing together. And they're going to do so for the next several years, which is a great feat by Don Sweeney for sure to have brought him in from the Anaheim Ducks. All right, before we move on, a quick word about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, bar none. You gotta try their new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, white chocolate peppermint granola, 
This is Bilt's take on the granola bar, but it's more filling and still insanely tasty. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried a Bilt bar before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, shockingly low sugar and calories, only about 130. The magical, wonderful time after you eat a built bar, you feel refreshed, you feel guilt-free because it's good for you. And right now, you can order a mixed box and try all the new flavors for yourself. Get 15% off your order by using the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's 15% off your order right now by using LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Built. you got to try this. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers it all from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game Locked On NHL available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Oof, got a bit of a sore throat here this morning, folks, not going to lie. But we press on and we talk about this fantastic performance by the Boston Bruins. Now again, it did not look at all like it was going to go Boston's way last night. Linus Allmark, he was the first Bruins goalie to win each of his first seven decisions of the season since Tim Thomas back in 2010-2011. He's now 8-0-0, but it was hardly a conventional win as he was pulled after the fifth goal and then had to be reinserted into the game after Jeremy Swayman left with a lower body injury in the third. Swayman extended to make the save. His knee leg was pushed even further after Brad, oh sorry, Patrice Bergeron lost an edge, fell into the goalie. We hope that he's going to be okay. We'll talk about him more in a moment. But You know, Montgomery said they just needed to slow down the game when he was pulled. They didn't want to burn a timeout because they aren't given. They weren't giving up a multitude of chances, but they had some big breakdowns in the middle of the ice, which is usually their strength. He went over to him and said, not one goal is your fault. Don't worry about it. Just need to slow the game down. Swaymo went in, battled, and unfortunately was injured. Allmark had to be pressed into action, and he said it shows what type of group they have and the belief they have themselves that you can never count them out, and you should never count them out. Hockey's hockey. Some days you have a shutout, some days you can be pulled. It doesn't matter. It's a very humbling league. He doesn't remember this type of situation playing out before with having to go back in. Very unfortunate Swayman did a great job in relief. Hopefully he's going to be okay. In the end, they got the win. That's what they're going to take away from it. In terms of Swayman, Allmark said he's from Alaska. I'm not too worried. The guy is tough as nails. With Swayman out, 
Ulmerk had nobody to hug after the game. Nick Foligno stepped up, gave Ulmerk a well-deserved hug. Just a crazy situation for him. You know, you never want to see a guy get hurt. But it was also good for Allmark to get that win after giving up those five goals. And it was a well-deserved hug for our boy, Linus Allmark. I mentioned Forbort left the game in the first period with an upper body injury. He did not return. Similar to Swayman, there were no updates after the game. They would both be further evaluated. And we'll get an update prior to tomorrow's game against the New York Rangers. The Bruins did have a practice scheduled for today. That was called off, and uh, so they'll regroup tomorrow before the New York game. Um, 13 different Bruins recorded a point in this one, folks, including 11 of Boston's 12 forwards. The only guy without a point was Thomas Nosek, who almost ended it in overtime um, on a two-on-one with Lindholm. He rang it off the post. Um... Tough break for him. It would have been great to see him get the goal. One guy who did get a goal, his first career marker, was Jacob Lauko. Um, you know, he saw the puck in the back of the net. Took his time to celebrate a little bit because his previous first goal was wiped off the board due to goalie interference. And this one did indeed count. Uh, Nick Foligno kickstarted a two-on-one with Lauko through the neutral zone, fed the puck to the youngster who buried it for his first career goal. Um, he had been, of course, sent down to the AHL recently, recalled due to some injuries. Montgomery said he's been playing really well, creating turnovers, beats people wide, doing a lot of good things that fourth-line players should do in this league, and he's doing it consistently um he said afterwards that he grabbed the puck or it was grabbed for him and it was going to go to the family of andre butella his friend and former teammate from back home who passed away from cancer two years ago lago said he made a promise to his dying friend that he was going to make it to the nhl for him he said, I think my dad and my mother may be disappointed a little bit that they're not going to get the pit, the puck, but it's going to go to his friend's mother because he promised it to him and his family as well, uh, which is a beautiful gesture, especially during, um, you know, uh, hockey beats cancer season as well. So good on Lauko for that gesture. Whew, I think that's it from last night's game. Just a fantastic effort overall. Again, I would have, you know, I would have been annoyed that the Bruins lost. You never want to see your favorite team lose, especially if you're staying up a bit later to watch it. Uh, but the resilience that they showed, that was a word that Lindholm uh, said about this team. They were 8-1. and one. You know, you, you take another loss, uh, nobody's going to be that upset. But the fact that they came back one says so much about this team. And, uh, you know, it's way too early to be talking about the playoffs, Stanley Cup. So much can happen between now and April, May, June. But come on, this team has the look of something special. 
Um, it's easy to say that as a Bruins fan, someone who's reveling in this amazing start. It's the best start in franchise history. But watching this team for 30-plus years, this is the most excited I've been about them this early in the season. There's just something special with Bergeron, Krejci being back, the relationship, Olmark and Sweeman having net, Charlie McAvoy not even having played yet, Nick Foligno's resurgence. It goes on and on. There's so many things to, to like about this team right now, and uh, hopefully they can keep it going. And more importantly, hopefully they can get it done when it matters most late in the season. But I think about the book Bear Town, which you all know that I love if you've been a longtime listener. In that book, uh, the author Frederick Bachman talks about, you know, what is life but a series of moments? Right now, the Bruins are the moment. And it's okay to just soak it in, enjoy it, and take it one day at a time with this team. It. It's so damn fun to be a Bruins fan right now, and uh, there's no shame in that at all. All right, I'm going to answer a couple of mailbag questions here in a moment, but I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. Please do also check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day with... uh, Instant reactions, big game recaps, the take of the day, available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so I got a couple questions last night uh, from some loyal listeners. First came from uh, Tim at ImpossiblePie1. He said, question, would you like to see the Bruins at least have DiPietro play before they trade him? As I... Right this, Swayman was just helped off the ice. Now, I tweeted last night, DiPietro season. Admittedly, perhaps. Oh, that was with a question mark, so DiPietro season? Perhaps a bit too soon, hashtag too soon, following the Swayman injury. I was called out for being annoying for that. However, it's a valid question. Mike DiPietro was acquired from the Vancouver Canucks in a trade last week for Jack Studnika. Uh, Right now, he remains in Abbotsford on loan from the Bruins with the Canucks uh, affiliate. But you acquire depth because, quite honestly, you're going to need it at some point during the season. Michael DiPietro was a highly touted goaltender coming out of the draft for the Vancouver Canucks. He had asked out because he wanted an opportunity to play at the NHL level, and he was bumped down the depth chart by Thatcher Demko, Spencer Martin. The Bruins have Kyle Kieser, Keith Kincaid playing very well in Providence. And perhaps they are a bit ahead of DiPietro on the Bruins' depth chart. DiPietro, 23 years old. Kieser, undrafted, also 23 years old. Kincaid, more of an established veteran. 
Do you call him up if Swayman's injured and give him some starts to back up Linus Allmark while, you know, riding Allmark pretty hard if Swayman's out? Or do you give Kieser a chance? Do you call Di Pietro over from Abbotsford? And, you know, if one of these guys is called up, you're going to need him at the AHL level to spot whoever's left. So I didn't think it was that out of line to suggest that perhaps Di Pietro could get a look with Swayman if he's out for some time. All that being said, to answer your question, should they... The whole premise of the question is that they would flip Di Pietro. You know, you already have Swayman, Kieser as potential... Well, Swayman's a, an NHL goalie now, bonafide... Uh, starter in the NHL, Kieser on the come-up. Do you need Di Pietro there as well? Do you flip him in another deal, package him with Smith or Riley? Who knows? Who knows what their plan is for him at the moment? The fact that they didn't immediately bring him over um, is kind of telling in that way. I think he has some potential to be a starter at the NHL level. Uh, if Kieser Kincaid recalled in Swayman's absence, bring him over to Providence at the very least. But he's really just as qualified as um, Kyle Kieser in terms of getting some looks at the NHL level. In fact, he, he has a bit more experience. He's appeared in three games so far. For the Canucks, wasn't super successful, but, um, you know, he came out of junior, highly touted goalie, and warrants a look for the Boston Bruins, especially if Swayman's going to be out for any length of time, and if one of those AHL guys is going to be called up. I'm just seeing Mark, right now, Mark Diver, uh who covers the Providence Bruins very closely, saying Keith Kincaid likely the call-up to Boston after Jeremy Swayman injury. Brandon Bussey, up from Maine, expected to be in Utica when the Providence Bruins play there tonight. So, there you go. Tim also asked another question. Do you think the reverse hit is technically interference? My opinion is yes, it's interference. Also, any rules you would change or add or bring back to the game example the two line pass in terms of the reverse hit the whole point of a body check is to separate player from the puck so if it is a situation where you are reverse hitting a guy to block him from getting the puck that would be interference but if they're playing the puck and you levy a reverse hit on them fair game in my books any rules I would change? Yeah, I mean, I think it's time to take out the the trapezoid behind the net and the puck over glass rule I would change as well. Final question comes from Mike at MDB82. The power play hasn't been consistent, but Lindholm has looked great on the power play. When McAvoy returns, do you think Lindholm will get bumped down to the second power play unit. I think all things being equal, everybody healthy and in the lineup, Charlie McAvoy should be 
your top defenseman on the power play. I still think he's got another level to hit offensively, and that could be propelled by more power play usage. I'd love to see their five best players out there on the ice as the top power play unit. So you've got Marchand, Bergeron, um, Krejci, Pasternak, McAvoy. That would be my first power play unit. And then second, you could have Lindholm on the point with, uh, say, Hall, maybe Zaka down the middle, or Coyle with DeBrusque, and uh, Felino, who's been out there as well. The Bruins, their power play could indeed use a bit of a boost. Uh, hasn't been super effective to begin the season. In fact, that's one of their... One of their weaknesses so far, hilarious, if you go to the power play stats on NHL.com, you see Columbus with a zero because they did not score a power play goal in the month of October. Uh, The Bruins, they are at a 24.3 success rate, which is tied for ninth with the Toronto Maple Leafs, so not horrible, but could use some improvement as well, and I'd like to see Charlie McAvoy in that role. All right, I think that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. Thank you so much for sending in those questions. Tomorrow on the show, we will preview the game against the Rangers, bring you any updates in terms of Swayman and Forbort status, and also do our weekly cup check, uh, look at the top five teams in the NHL, and uh, glass half empty, glass half full, look at where the Bruins stand in relation to them. Take a deep breath. It's a long season, still 72 games to go in the regular season, but what a thrilling first 10 games, especially game number 10. And uh, like I said, throat's a bit sore, feeling a little hoarse, a little worse for wear this morning after that one. Going to go fill up my coffee cup, going to tackle the day. Uh, please do take care of yourselves, my friends. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on the Locked On Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.